0: Welcome, Dr. James Back at SportsCard Insights. Just an outtake episode. The time I spent with Bill Chandler and Mike Conroy about Lud Denny spilled over and we just kept going. And when somebody's larger than life like that, it's hard to constrain it to 15 minutes. We thought we were done, but just an amazing guy, a complicated guy, but just to give you a chance to get a window into what that was like back in the days 30 years ago when it was a very different times. So thanks, Lud. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Mike. And here, here are the outtakes for your listening uh, enjoyment. But what about the industry summit? that's going to be in Vegas this September and they're acting like the card show. They're going to have a consumer card show the weekend before that leading into the summit that starts on Sunday. They were saying that maybe that's the first time that's ever been done. But no, Kit actually had some card shows. The main thing for Kit was, in fact, that may have been Patty's thing (laughs) because you got these people here. It's a no brainer to do. But I think Kit was more about having the higher-level meetings and opportunities for people to get
1: together socially. But what was unique to me was all the decision-makers were there at the Kit Young show. Yes.
0: I'm nervous about going out on a boat with a bunch of drinking people. Some of those boats were extended Gilligan's Island-type experiences. I don't know that they would do that now because the league's And the Players Association, for the most part, have greatly simplified it to where they see our category as one licensee. And so they're just trusting that one Panini is going to do basketball. They have no competition. They're going to just promote it, and their interests are aligned. And Upper Deck is going to do hockey, and they have their own focus group. So they're not learning from each other in the broader
1: industry, necessarily. Why are they giving... One licensing monopolies to people.
0: It was getting to a smaller number. There'd be four, then three, then two. When it was two, I think they said, we're going to double the minimum (laughs) and we're only going to give it to one. Which one wants to do it? Their perception is that the leagues and the player association can make as much money with half as much hassle. They don't have to worry about arbitrating differences between the two licensees and you can do this at this point in time, but not here, not there, not that way. They just put all their eggs in one basket and doubled the price of the basket.
1: Not the royalty the TV, rate. The TV the revenues, probably trading cards, is a very small part of the revenue. But it, it, in those days, it maybe wasn't
0: that small, especially when it's splintered into five, six, seven licensees. Most of properties and whether that started when John Bellow was there. A lot of these properties and, and MLB have one or two licensees for each category just because they don't want a bunch of small ones. They want one or two big ones for each category. And,
1: well, that, and really promote them. I used to be able to get a player to come sign autographs for a thousand dollars from Pro Bowl. Man, I don't think we could get a guy to sign autographs now. They make too much money. In ninety three I rented out Blaisdell Arena in Honolulu. I had 40 pl- promo players come in and sign autographs for $1,000 each. And guess who lost about $30,000 on me? Every player that came signed about 50 helmets and jerseys yeah. and balls. In the next three years, I, I was trying desperately to get my money back.
0: Now, all that stuff, uh, the, the prices are just too high. I, I shouldn't say too high because it's a free market. But if the prices get too high, then... I, I think it takes the
1: fun out of it. Can I tell you a Troy story? Okay, <laughs> i from Oklahoma and so is Troy. So we, we've known each other since he was in college at UCLA. But I was talking to Troy when he first came to the 91 Pro Bowl. I said, Troy, would you come sign some autographs down at the shopping center? We have a setup down there. And he goes, I hate to do that stuff. He goes, but I'll do it. So he went down there and he said, now, by the way, Bill, make sure that none of my autographs get sold. I don't want to make money off kids selling autographs. I don't want to sell my autographs. He said, make sure that you, know, you don't charge for my autograph. Things changed after that. Later on, Troy made money off his autographs, but certainly he deserved it.
0: Yeah. Good guy. I have no problem with people making money off their autographs, but like I said, there's a line. If it gets too expensive, you make the fans mad. If the ticket prices get too high and memorabilia prices are high. It's pricing out the the average fan that just wants to go to some games and wants to get a little bit of memorabilia. If everything is thousands of dollars, then the the average guy can't afford it. That's sad to me.
1: We need a new lead inning.
0: To make it more popularly priced, to to make it more mass marketed. I, I don't think the league is interested in that now. I'm not saying they used him. I think it was a mutual deal but he, he really expanded the category in a way that it, it took somebody exceptional like that to do because i'm a bootstrapper not a big splash guy but football and basketball and hockey and even baseball needed to promote more because baseball has room for improvement in promoting their sport
1: you knew led very well i remember in the old days talking to you about led and i'm sure led wanted to know you because no doubt he saw you as a marketing avenue but also, he likes you. But seems like there should be something maybe in September where they could have a tribute to love or do something to kind of honor love. So
0: people got what well, my secret was that I thought he was a, a really interesting guy. He wasn't my type, but my hope was that he was going to do a lot more positive than negative. But he burned some people, Bill. That's the problem, is that when he exited stage right or stage left, his bankruptcy included a lot of creditors. So that's why well, he didn't get the credit that he might have if he left under different circumstances. My secret was I didn't do business with him. I just was an industry uh, leader, and he was an industry leader, and, and we met occasionally. I wasn't going to do joint ventures with Ludd. I can appreciate he was a, a really strong marketer, and he helped build the whole industry. I just try to stay on the positive
1: there. That's There's why I was afraid to go in business with him, but Ludd was a good guy. He was not a bad guy. And I have a lot of fond memories about Bud. He was just a hardcore driven businessman. He would do whatever it took to succeed. If that caused running over some people, he would do it. But he was a good guy.